Hello, I'm Kevin Kittle, and you're listening to The Cinema Files. Junio Derbez has been a staple in Mexican pop culture for years. Besides his numerous TV and film roles, he's done the Spanish dubbing for Donkey in the Shrek films, voices Glenn in both Angry Birds movies, and is attached to voice the lead character in an upcoming Speedy Gonzales movie. Earlier this week, in a small theater hidden behind a freezer door at a Scottsdale multiplex, we caught up with Junio to discuss his latest project, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. How are you guys? Awesome. Good. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me here. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. It's a thrill. So, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, not only are you an actor in the film, you are also one of the producers. And yeah. so, I'm always interested in how people get attached to projects, various projects. So, were you attached as an actor first, or did you come on as a producer and demand to be in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it was probably the the. the can, can, it came almost at the same time because when I heard about Dora, about the project, I told my agents I want to be part of this because I mean, I was always complaining that in Hollywood they're always portraying Latinos in a negative way. You know, every single movie we are the, the criminals, the drug lords, the narcos, and I wanted to change that in, in, in Hollywood as, as much as I could. And that's why I started producing my own films, because I said, every time they call me is for the same kind of roles. The only way to change this is producing my own stuff. So I started producing my own stuff. And when I was aware that this uh, movie was in development, I told my agents, I want to be part of this because it's a good way to portray Latinos and screen. And I want to be part of this. And I know that I can bring a lot of things to the table. Because I am, I was born and raised in Mexico. I'm a real Mexican. I'm not like like George Lopez that he's <laughs> more American than anyone else. And it's just that <laughs> his parents are Mexicans. No, I was I was I, I, five years ago. I was living in Mexico for my entire life. So I can help them with the Latino culture about not making mistakes, about the Spanish, about the the many many things. So that way. My agents were able to uh, put me in the, in the in the project, not not only as an actor but also as a producer. So my basically I was in charge of supervising all the anything related to the Latino culture, <laughs> and I also did the the adaptation of the script to into Spanish. So all the Spanish for La, all Latin America and the dubbing uh, it was under my. Um, I, I, I also co- I also wrote the adaptation with one of my writers. Wow. So that's it. That's awesome. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Thanks. One of the things I really appreciated about this film was how much physical comedy um, there was, especially with your character. Did you have experience in the past with uh, very broad physical comedy of that nature? And did you do most or all of those uh, scenes yourself? Yes, I have a lot of experience on that. Uh, actually... You know, for some reason in, in Latin America, we like to do comedy in a broader way. So it's like too big and everything's big, big, big. So it's been the opposite. It's, it's really hard for me like to go down and, and make everything rounded. Um, so for me, it was like kind of easy. And I love also doing my own stunts. So 
I was always fighting for, I want to do that. And we're like, no, but it's, it could be dangerous. Just let your stunt do this. And like, well, okay, let me try it once. And if not, if you see that I'm like not so good, we can try the stunt. And I always did my own stunt. So everything you see, and also with the kids, I think we were all the same. We did our own stunts. Um, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, it was kind of risky because it was very demanding. I mean, actually, I can tell you that physically it's the most demanding movie I've ever done in my, in my career uh, because it was really hard. I don't know if you heard what I just said, but uh, for the scene that it is, there's an underwater scene. Uh, they trained us to hold our breath for two minutes. And I thought it was going to be possible. I was like, I can't do more than 45 seconds. I can't. And they trained us, and it was very interesting how, because it's more mental than physical. <laughs> and we, at the end, we, we did it. We, we could be, we, we were able to, to be underwater for two, two minutes, five seconds, actually. That's my record. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so it was very demanding. And, the, and the, also the, the, the quicksand, it was a nightmare. A nightmare. <clears throat> it took us one week to shoot that scene. One entire week, and it was very. It was winter. The water was getting cold constantly. I was. I ate a lot of sand. Well, it was cork. But I. Oh my God! It was a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> but a lot of fun too. <laughs> That's great. Kylie Warren, Arizona Foothills Magazine. Live action films are obviously a huge trend in Hollywood right now. For audiences who might be feeling a bit fatigued by the sort of trend that's going on, what would you say to encourage them to see this film in particular? Thanks for talking about this because even me, I, I that I love the the, the, the cartoon. I mean, the the the, the, the storyline in the cartoon is quite simple, honestly. It's very simple. So, someone tells you, "Let's go watch Dora the Explorer." It's like, really? <laughs> it's gonna be boring. I mean, if I, if I have kids, okay, but it's going to be like, oh, I have to take the kids. But no, I think this movie uh, is different. I mean, they really did a great job with the script. They made a more three-dimensional character. Um, it, it has humor for everyone. Uh, the fact that the director is a, an amazing comedy director, James Bobbin, he directed uh, Flight of the Concords. I don't know if you saw that TV series. It, it was amazing. So he was constantly bringing jokes and jokes and jokes. Honestly, they cut probably 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes of good jokes. But because James was always like pitching and pitching jokes for everyone. But they wanted the movie to last no more than an hour and 40 minutes. That's why they had to do that. But, um, but there's jokes for everyone. So... If you go with your kids and your uh, abuelitas or uh, toddlers, uh, teenagers, whoever, they're going to enjoy the movie because it has humor for everyone. And it makes fun of the cartoon. At the, at the, at the beginning, you see the, the, the first three minutes, you understand that we're mocking Dora. So it's fun for everyone. That's great. So um, one of the lessons that Dora has is to stay true to yourself. So do you have any examples in your life where you can look back and say, hey, I stay true to myself in your yes. career or life or anything? In my life, in my career. By, I mean, when I came here to this country, um, 
My story is kind of weird. I, I, I worked my entire life for Latin America and Mexico. I was born and raised there and I did my entire career there. My shows were always very successful there. And one day after I did a movie called Instruction Not Included, my life changed and all of a sudden the doors in Hollywood opened and it was like, it's now or never. I was not a young kid. I, I, everyone's telling me, you're not a kid anymore. You should do it, right? Do it or... I mean, for one, on, on my agents were telling me, do it now or it's going to be now or never. And in Mexico, they're telling me, you're crazy. Don't do it. I mean, you have a career here. So I shut down my office, everything. I come to the U.S. And when I was here, I was like, what am I going to do? I mean... I'm not going to be better than Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell or Will Smith or you name it. I'm not going to be. I'm not able. It's not my language. I don't, I'm still learning English. So I was, at first, I have to be honest, I was trying to be like them. And one day I, I discovered, I said, no, I have to be who I am. It's the only thing I know. Be myself. So by staying true to myself, I said, I need to do the kind of movies that are not going to be competing against Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell or Ben Stiller. I have to do my own kind of movies with my own kind of humor. And I have to stay true to myself in order to succeed. And, uh, and, and here I am. I think that because of that, that's why I, I've been succeeding. Because I, I don't want to be another version of another comedian. It's, I've been true to myself. That's why. I think that's... That's it. There's your answer. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Thank you. So speaking of Latino culture, one of my favorite things about the movie was that she's sort of like an anti-Indiana Jones. Instead of taking things from other cultures and bringing them to the West, she learns about them and then keeps them where they are. And since that's sort of a new territory for adventure movies, what do you think that'll mean to kids growing up now who maybe their first adventure is someone who learns from other cultures and doesn't steal from them? I think it's it's one of the great lessons also in this movie mm -hmm. to teach kids not to destroy things uh, and to take. But I'm talking in, in any single level. For example, my, my ba I have a five-year-old kid, a, a baby girl, and every time she goes and sees a small flower, she wants to grab it. Mm -hmm. And and one day I told her, "You can't do this. She's gonna die." And she has a family, uh, and look, this is uh, her mother, her father, the cousins. She has a family. You can just leave it there. Just come here, watch her, uh, talk to her, admire her, but you have to leave it here. Because if not, you're going to lose everything. In, in the future, there's not going to be no, no flowers anymore here. Mm -hmm. So she understood that so well, and that's what we need to teach kids. It's the same thing that... Um, Dora's parents are telling her, we don't have to steal. We're not treasure hunters. We're explorers. We're here to see it and to document and to tell the world about this amazing thing in nature, not to destroy it. It's not mm -hmm. like let's enjoy it for ourselves and then, you know what I mean. Yeah. So um, I think this is very important for the new generations, especially in this time where, you know, the global warming and the, the, the environment needs so much help from from us. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.
You're a very well-known physical comedian. We saw a lot of that on the screen. Um, your performance here reminded me of Peter Sellers or <laughs> Roberto Bernini, um, who both have a very physical uh, appearance in terms of their comedy. Um, but you also spend a good deal of time with four teenagers on the screen. Um, and they come across as very mature for their characters and their ages. Um, did you have to adjust your performance at all to... Um, be at an even keel with the teenagers, or did you find it easy enough to adapt to their performances? Oh, interesting question. Uh, well, first of all, I, I, I'm a huge fan of um, Peter Sellers, by the way. Huge. <laughs> One of my favorite comedians ever. And um, But yeah, I mean, when I was with the kids... Um, I was a new face for them. Isabella knew me uh, a little bit, but the rest were, I was like, who's this guy? <laughs> and uh, and I tried to, I, I talked to the director of my, my character. I was like, I think I should be like, you already saw the movie, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to spoil anything for you. <laughs> so I was like, how can I be a villain in a kid's movie? Because it's really hard. I mean, I can't curse. I can beat anyone. I can't uh, uh, kill anyone. I can't. I can't do anything that villains do. So, how? I mean, it's gonna be kind of hard. So, we decided to play this character. It's gonna be more like uh, like he's like a kind of a, an idiot. Is uh, but you never know if it's he's doing that on purpose or not, mm -hmm. or she's just trying to trick the kids just to give them confidence. But um, I believe that it's both. Uh, I think I, I was trying to play this character that could be another kind of a, a, one more kid mm -hmm. because I'm kind of kiddish because I'm really silly and, and stupid and I'm not really that more. I'm, I'm evil, but not intelligent. Right. So I was trying to do that. I'm, I'm like the, the, the fifth kid, probably. But... Uh, just at the end, we, you discovered that my intentions were different. So I, I was playing, trying to play in that range. I love the performance. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Obviously, you know, the, the big thing in Hollywood right now is, is franchises and then trying to take a property and, and, and turn it into something that can, that can bear fruit over and over again. So with that in mind, especially being a producer of this film, um, have you guys already started talking about ideas for doing another Dora film in the future? Yes. Uh, well, I, I, I don't know if I, I'm supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> but, um, you know, everything depends on the box office. Mm -hmm. But I asked, uh, like, three months ago if uh, there was going to be a Dora 2. And they said, well, the, the depends on the box office for sure. But the, the, the score, the, 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 they do focus groups, and the, 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 the numbers were really high. They were in 90-something. So they said, for what we feel, we're going to start developing a, 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 the script of Dora 2, the second part, pretty soon. So for what I've learned, they are already developing something. That Of course, the, depending on the box office, it's going to go faster or not, but uh, they already started to, to do that. So going back to your filmography a little bit, I know that a lot of the films that you've done previously have been geared more towards older audiences. 
Um, I understand you have a five-year-old daughter. So how special was it for you to be able to share this project in particular with her? It was really special. I mean, uh, she was not aware about my career. I mean, she never watched the film, one of my films before. The last one was Overboard, and I was trying to... <laughs> I told my wife, you know, it would be great because it's the first time she's going to see me on the, on the big screen, and uh, it's not that bad. There are th three baby girls. You know, it could be interesting for her. And she was like, no way. <laughs> you kiss many women that movie, <laughs> she's going <laughs> to be confusing. And thank God she said that because, I mean, I, my mom was a soap opera actress. And I, I remember the first time I saw a movie when she was 15 years old and she kissed another guy. And I cried for hours. I was same age, like five years old. And I cried and I cried because my mom kissed another man. So I remember that. And I say, yeah, you're, you're right. So this was the first time she was able to watch a movie with me. And I was very excited. She watched the movie one week ago, exactly. And she was loving it until I became the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then she started being so confused. And because she was like, like oh, my dad is, what she was telling everyone, like, my dad is on the screen. And, and I was so like, ah. And then when I became a bad guy, she was with a friend and she came to me and she was like, why are you mean with everyone? And <laughs> 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 I just play. <laughs> no, but why are you like that? You're mean. I was like, no. And then at the end, when they, the Lost Guardians uh, are taking me away, she started crying so bad, and oh. she cried for 45 minutes. My wife was like, was like worried because she thought we were traumatizing her. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, I mean, but, yes, I'm very happy that I'm working for, uh, for a, in a, in a kid's movie, finally. Thank you. <laughs>